after 37 years of marriage, um, we we had drifted apart. What do you think about when you look at me? We realized when Fred was diagnosed with cancer, we had to hold on to something concrete. And we realized we were not in a place where we could do that. It's gonna take much more than promises this time. Only God can change our mind. God used that song to have us look at each other with new eyes, realize that, yeah, we actually are broken. We're two broken people. And then with the cancer diagnosis, that adds a different dimension of brokenness as three years on chemo has proven. There comes a time in every marriage where you realize God's going to have to do something that only He can do. It's about being honest about your brokenness and being honest that God can change us and He can bring us back together. And what makes something holy and complete, it's what Jesus does on the inside that makes us complete. The only way will last forever is broken together. Hey, I'm Keith Stevens. Want to welcome you to I Love That Song, the brand new podcast. And today I'm talking with Mark Hall from Casting Crowns about some of the experiences he's had in his life that's led him to record some of the most iconic songs in contemporary Christian music, including Voice of Truth and Who Am I? And ever since their debut album from almost 20 years ago, they've been going nonstop. We'll also share some of the experiences some of his fans have had by just listening to his music or going to their concerts. Mark Hall of the group Casting Crowns. I love that song. I love that song. I love that song. One of the songs that I remember from your debut album and heard you share the story, I'd like you to share it again. A very deep, meaningful song, Here I Go Again. Here I Go Again is a song I wrote before I met the guys in Crowns. I was just being a youth pastor and doing my thing, uh, loving on teenagers and going to Bible college. And I had a close friend going through a hard time and I didn't know what to do to help him. And I remember knowing that God has put me in his life to, to love him, to encourage him, to, but I, I was scared to, as we often are. We feel like we don't have the right words to fix people's situations, so we sort of run from them. And I did not get the chance to love him, and uh, he's not with us anymore. That song was me beating myself up every time I ran from a chance to, to walk through a dark time with somebody that I loved. And it's a reminder that, that I can't ever let that happen again. You know, Mark, I think a lot about the artists that I used to listen to on the radio and the songs on the radio growing up, and they kind of inspired me to go into radio. Maybe for you, there were artists that inspired you to go into contemporary Christian music. Do you have any? Man, when I grew up, we didn't have any Christian radio. I didn't even know there was that world until probably about age 20. Yeah. And then uh, right about 21, I heard Stephen Curtis Chapman for the first time. Uh, DC Talk came around, Audio Adrenaline, and not being, uh, I'm a dyslexic ADD kid, the LD class kid, so so reading the Bible wasn't something I was, was going to do. And those artists got me to get in the Word. That's when I started going, all right, where does his strength is perfect come from, you know? And uh, I feel like they really discipled me. So so those were the ones I cut my teeth on. And then you got the waiting and, uh, oh, man, small town poets, so many groups in the 90s. That, that was my decade for Christian music. Wow. Amazing. Well, we have a friend here who wants to share their experience they had with your music. I went to the concert, and I wanted to say that it was the most amazing experience in my life. And oh, thank it was you so just, much. It was the biggest church 
we were all just one and it was very overwhelming after so many things that happened last year in our lives. The day before uh, Thanksgiving, we lost my dad. And when I hear you talking about cancers and how scary it is for your family to go through something like that and how painful it is, unfortunately for my dad, it wasn't a matter of four weeks. Very unexpected and very mm -hmm. fast. You stay encouraged through it. And I think, Mark, your music encourages her and her family's life. How does that feel to you? Well, I, I know that anytime I've been in a dark place, someone who God has brought through that comes and tells me their story. In our concerts, I'm getting to tell you our story of how God brought us through things. And God says in his word that that's how he works. He comforts us, and we're put here to tell our story and walk other people through their hurts with the, the fact that we're healed ourselves. And uh, that's our prayer for you and that God will be able to use that for, to help you walk someone through a dark time. You did go through cancer, right? Kidney I did, cancer. four years ago. Yeah. Uh, they removed that, that kidney, so I've got the other one, and it's rocking, doing good. I've got numbers now that I get checked, so numbers are all good. And um, mm. every time I go to the doctor, I'm still a little gun-shy, I think. Once you get a diagnosis like that, every time you go back, you're just waiting on another one. But uh, I think that's more in my head than anywhere else. Yeah. So I'm thankful. Amazing. Well, it's always fun to share experiences that fans have had with your music. We're talking with Mark Hall of Casting Crowns on I Love That Song, our new podcast. And it's really incredible, Mark, when you think about the number of songs you've written, they kind of come right out of the radio and land right in your heart. And one of those songs is Only Jesus. studying the book of John and we talked about what does it look like to live a life in our generation that's all about us and pointing people to us um, how are they so humble and you know I don't think people in the Bible ever had to go Lord help me humble myself I think they just looked at Jesus and thought okay I get it they were humbled yeah, right totally so uh, we're not the point we're here to point to the point that's yep. kind of the point of the song and I know with your song nobody it heavily emphasizes pointing to Jesus oh yeah uh, John the Baptist was always pointing to Jesus. I think the biggest moment that we know from John the Baptist is his, I'm just a voice crying out in the wilderness moment. When all eyes were on him and everybody says, tell us who you are, um, he wouldn't even tell him his name. But he knew, I'm not the answer to this moment. And I think all of us as believers know when a moment comes where we realize, I need to step out of the way of this. I need Jesus to be first. I am not the point right now. And that's what this song is about. Cause I'm just a nobody Trying to tell everybody All about somebody Who saved my soul The world doesn't revolve around us. We are a part of somebody else's story. We are a part of God's story today. My husband's grandma was found unresponsive and was in the hospital. That night we had the pastor come up and he read um, to us Psalm 121, which stuck out to me as a song. It was in Praise You in the Storm. The next day at the hospital, I played that song and she had tears coming out of her eyes. It just gave us so much hope. You know, she was still with us. She could hear us. She knew what was going on. And about 30 to 40 minutes after we listened to that song, she went home to be with the Father, and, and she is now in heaven. I am just so thankful for the hope that that song has given us over the last few weeks and the reminders that it always is showing us. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. 
God walks through the storm with us. Sometimes he calms the storm. But uh, we need to know what worship looks like in a storm. He's still worthy even when our day is bad. You know, we've all had so many storms in life, challenges, trials, but I've learned that in life, it's not just the trials that shape you, it's how you respond to them that really uh, writes the story of your life. Mark, you had a challenging time in your life where you lost your voice, is that right? January is when it, when it happened. Okay. And uh, I had a laser surgery done on a, on a polyp on my vocal cord, and then I had a paralyzed nerve, and there's no treatment for that. They said, pretty much, you just got to wait it out. So it was, it was me being quiet, which didn't go well. I want to go back in time now into the archives and share a little conversation that I had with Mark Hall back in 2011 about the movie Courageous. Maybe you've seen the film, and actually they wrote a song about it. We were made to be courageous. We were made to lead the way. We could be the generation that finally breaks the chains. We were made to be courageous. We were made to be courageous. And Mark, who is the most courageous person in your life? Well, I would say my dad, um, because uh, my dad taught me many things, not just through speeches and lectures, but just by watching him. Uh, he, he worked in the business world. Uh, he worked hard. He, was, he had a very stressful job. But uh, 5.30, he was at my house, and we were in the backyard, and we were throwing the ball, or we were throwing something, or we were doing something. And, uh, and, and I was his hobby. And uh, to me, you know, our guys feel so, I don't know, men today feel like I deserve, uh, I deserve this nine hours on the golf course. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not sure you do, really. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're hardcore. Your kids deserve more than that. But, uh, so, so to me, it, it's just, man, man up. And get off the couch and, and, uh, and love your kids. And, and the cool thing was with Alex, uh, we, we met up at the uh, National Prayer Breakfast about three years ago. And, uh, and he said, man, I'm, we're working on a new film. It's about fatherhood. And I said, are you serious? I said, because here's all the stuff we're doing in our church. And we've got these Raising a Modern Day Night small groups for dads. And all these men, uh, uh, we're, we're doing programs with our sons to raise them up and show them what true manhood is. And we just started gelling right then. And, uh, and it's really cool to see it come together and us get to be a part of it through this song. Yeah, it's really good. You have to be intentional about it. What does it mean to you to be courageous as a man, as a father, as a husband? Well, for me, it means uh, being, a, being passionate about things that matter. Uh, I think in my generation, being a youth pastor and just being, I've spent, I've spent almost 20 years with, with teenagers who are longing to have a dad uh, that that loves Jesus and loves them and, and raises them up and there's been many uh, over the years but but it's quite the minority and and what I see in my generation of men is that that we are we're passionate about things that don't matter and and we're passive about the things that matter the most I mean we'll paint our faces blue and sit on the couch and and watch a ball um, but we're not really sure what our kids favorite uh, favorite video game is or or favorite sport is or hardest class is and I think. Being courageous is, is being passionate about things that matter and, and loving your family. Mark, what advice would you have for somebody who's starting out as a young family, they're raising kids, and maybe they have a couple of sons in particular? Well, little steps. First thing I would say is you need to start uh, intentionally thinking about chances and moments to tell your sons that you love them. Uh, you, you think they're, they're tough, and you think 
they don't care. And sure, you might be looking at the top of their head when they say it because they're just looking at the floor, but they need to hear you say that. They also need to know that you approve of them, that you're proud of them. Uh, they are searching for someone to be proud of them, and they're going to find it somewhere. And, uh, and, and they'll change their lifestyle and whatever they can sometimes to find that. So they've got to find that in you. They've got to have some time with you. My dad drugged me away from the television on Saturday so many times, and I was like so mad. It was my <laughs> favorite show, Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Show. Of yeah. But anyway, uh, he dragged me out in the yard to do these little weird construction projects, and I was like, you've got to be kidding. We usually built it wrong and had to take it apart and start over, and there was always a tool we were missing, and we had to go to, go to the, the hardware store. But, man, it's in the car during those times. That you just, it was just intentional. You know, it's just let's talk about stuff. Let, let me tell him what it was like, what, what happened when I was a kid, and ask him yeah. about things. And yeah. Not just, how's school? Yeah. How's, how's this? Mm-hmm. Good, mm-hmm. we're done. Because mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're not sure you really want to know. You know, so they're, they're just going to gonna say it was fine and see if you keep pressing. Yep. Totally true, bro. I do father-son breakfast with my uh, kids growing up. And uh, we have four sons. And so I make it intentional to go to breakfast with them on Saturday mornings, but just one at a time. I never bring the whole group because then it gets kind of chaotic. But if I just take one of my sons, then they know that I care. And I do what I call just one-on-one moments with them together. Now, my youngest son is now 20. So I told him, we don't do father-son breakfast anymore. I say, we do men's lunch and he said, Dad, it's not men's lunch. It's just, it's just we're going to go to lunch. I go, no, it's men's lunch. So we always have a good joke about that. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> but there was a book that you said you read that was pretty instrumental in your life? Uh, Raising a Modern Day Night okay. by a guy named Robert Lewis. And uh, it just really got in my business. And it didn't just say, hey, you need to be this, go get them. It gave me a plan, and uh, that really kind of revolutionized some things in my student ministry as well. So I would, I would look for that. Wow. So what is the heart of casting crowns? Everybody in crowns, they're, they're in the church pouring into students every week and leading worship in our church on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and I think if you met them this week or if you met them in 2003, they're the same people. Yeah. I think the fact that we haven't changed is what, I'm happy about because we're just, we go home every Sunday and they are not impressed. The teenagers <laughs> in my church are like, oh, hey, you're back. You know, sometimes it's really, really hard to say no. <laughs> Those are tough words to say. But we have another experience we'd like to share. Paula, welcome. Paula, you're on with Mark Hall of Casting Crowns. Hi, Keith. Hey, Mark. Hey, Paul. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, my husband and I were in a horrible motorcycle accident a year and a half ago. And my husband suffered the worst with a brain injury. He had his helmet that day. He normally wouldn't wear it, so that was my first sight of God in this whole mess. I just want to thank you, Mark, for being the hands and feet of Jesus. From the beginning, back in 2007, when I first fell in love with Casting Crowns, and they have helped me through so many tough days. But now that um, my husband and I are on this journey together, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your music, your words, just hearing God through your voice. I want to thank um, both of you, Mark, for casting crowns, and Keith, you guys have helped me through so much. Well, thank you, Paula. Thank you, Paula. Thanks for sharing your story. And, and now there's a lot of people have heard your story, and we can pray for you and be inspired by what God's brought you guys through. Thank you so much. All right, Mark, you want to pray for Paula? Yeah. Hmm. Tell me your husband's name, Paula. My husband's name is David. God, thank you so much for the chance to get to uh, be a little part of Paula and David's 
story today. God, I thank you for what you've brought them through, and I thank you for why you've got them here. And they are here today to know you and to make you known uh, where they are. And uh, Lord, their story is making you known today. And God, I pray that you make all your hugs extra present in their life. Let them see little confirmations that you're with them every day. Thank you for their story, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I want to thank Mark Hall of Casting Crowns for being part of our podcast today. It's a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of University of Northwestern St. Paul. Thanks for listening to I Love That Song. I'm Keith Stevens, and I'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Love that song. I love that song.